This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with my great friend Adam McAlvey, who has been the busiest man in baseball covering the Brewers and their massive acquisitions. Adam, before we get to those quickly, how many cups of coffee have you had? How are you doing? (laughs) I'm doing just fine. This was uh, very nicely timed yesterday evening. (laughs) And um, I'm appreciative of David Stearns and Michael Hill for completing this at a convenient time for me personally. Yes. But um, look, that's the off-season. You cannot predict when stuff's going to happen. You kind of deal with it when it does. It was funny. The Yelich trade broke. Yeah. And we quick got a conference call with uh, Stearns and then Yelich, and you're trying to, like, process that. Yeah. And it's a little complicated for the Brewers because we already have all these outfielders, and this isn't, like, feeling a need necessarily. So I'm trying to think through how to write it and how to process it, and boom, here comes Lorenzo Cain <laughs> on top. So it was just a little bit of a brain exercise more than anything. And to tell you the truth, Danny, I'm still sort of going through that brain exercise right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, what I loved about, you've written so many things, and if, if you haven't checked them out, brewers.com, you've got to go right now, but you use the word full circle. So we're going to start there with Lorenzo Cain. It's full circle for him. He's quote-unquote coming home, and he got the richest deal this offseason, the richest free agency deal in Milwaukee Brewers history. So let's start with Lorenzo Cain and why this guy is going to be a great fit for the Brewers. This is a really interesting deal because it, it bucks everything the Brewers have done under David Stearns where it's been young, controllable talent. In this case, it's not so young, controllable talent because he's about to turn 32. He's a speed guy. And our friend Mike Petriello did a really good piece about how you don't necessarily have to be afraid of finding aging speedsters. The thing with Lorenzo Cain that you kind of need to keep in mind when you think about him is the odd path of his baseball career. He was basically took up baseball in high school. He was cut from uh, a basketball team and kind of fell into baseball. And, you know, he's a late comer to the game. Uh, you know, the thought is his sort of arc, his aging arc might be a little bit different because of that. And there was a lot of stuff in some of the analytics that liked what he did last year for Kansas City. It may have been one of his, actually one of his more productive seasons at age 31. And, you know, everyone has seen who's been watched him in the playoffs the last couple of years, what sort of defensive center fielder he is. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, a, it's an interesting move in that it breaks from the, what the Brewers have done over recent years, but you can also kind of see it fitting in in that it's an athletic player, a good defensive player, which is a need for the team. And I think with, if you look at Kane and Yelich together, mm-hmm. um, pretty good defense that you can add to your outfield, and that should help make the pitching staff better. Right, and I think what was cool, too, the other half of this 
is the social media aspect for me is so interesting because you saw Brewers players on social media tweeting out their excitement about it all. We had players breaking phones and just, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's really cool. And, and you mentioned David Stearns. His last move was in August of 2017, correct? Yeah, the Neil Walker trade was his last trade. Trade. You know, he signed a couple of guys, but that was his last trade, which is, you know, a drought. Yes. Uh, David Stern's terms. And, okay, so we've got Kane and we've got Yelich. So now we talk about a backup because we've got to figure out how it all plays out. Well, we don't personally. That's good news for us. But the Brewers will because they've got Brett Phillips and Ryan Braun and Domingo Santana, a bunch of guys out there. So how does this play out in your mind? Okay, well, number one, we don't yet know. I think there, I think it would be a surprise at this point if David Sims doesn't have more moves in store. And if you take a step back and look at this Brewers roster with fresh eyes, now that they sort of are maybe more in the go-for-it category, that starting pitching staff could use one more guy. And whether that is free agency or a trade, I think there's still flexibility to do either. Certainly there's flexibility in the trade front now because you could trade a guy like Domingo Santana his name has come up in a lot of rumors, put him at the top of the package and go out and get yourself a pretty prominent starting pitcher. So that's one possibility. The other thing that's happening at the same time, David Stearns just revealed this uh, in talking about the, the Lorenzo Cain deal. They've talked to Ryan Braun about trying some first base. So remember okay. Ryan Braun came up as a shortstop. He had a interesting season, shall we say, at third base, where he won the Rookie of the Year award, but basically was miserable at third base, yeah. um, struggled with errors, and has said he will do anything the Brewers want him to do except go back to third base. <laughs> so first base now is on the radar, and they're going to try that out in spring training. Knowing him and having watched him field the baseball that season, it's going to work. I mean, he's going to be good there if he can stay healthy. So now they have, they still have a lot of outfielders, mm-hmm. even if they use Braun Summer first. Right. And now they also have a lot of first basemen because remember they have Eric Sames coming off 31 homers. Yeah. And they have Jesus Aguilar, who was his right handed platoon mate, who was really good himself and is kind of an emerging player. So now that they've got three first basemen to deal with as well, I, I guess the way I, you know, I, I asked David Stern today about sort of solving a glut of players, he preferred the term depth. <laughs> um, so right now, it, it is very safe to say the Bears have depth at those two positions, and they have you know basically a little less than nine weeks to figure that out. Whether it's um, you know a trade, whether some other creative solution, I don't know. But they are they definitely still have some moves, whether internal or external, to make to kind of sort this thing out for opening day. Always got to put a positive spin on it, Adam. You always got to turn that positive. You know those guys aren't gonna. Aren't going to turn. They're it. not going to go for glut. That's right. That that's not in their vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So wait. Uh, on that topic, actually, what else? What was the most interesting thing that you heard? You were at the Lorenzo Kane press conference just a little bit ago. We're recording this on Friday. What was the most interesting thing that you heard? Tell me the best quote. Well, look, the best stuff is always when a guy comes home, sort of the memory lane kind of stuff. And it's with Craig Council, he's still young enough that he's former teammates with a lot of these guys, including Lorenzo Cain. So they were kind of swapping stories about what they remembered about each other. Lorenzo Cain remembered Craig Council was a pretty quiet guy, but he remembered the one day he showed up late and Council made Cain go buy coffee for everybody. That that stood out. And then Council remembers watching Cain's BTs, and, and you know, Lorenzo Cain came to the game late, and 
he's sort of got a little Corey Hart in him, and that, that swing is a little funky. It's not the smoothest, most beautiful swing you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And it didn't produce a ton of power in the minor leagues, but Council tried to urge Kane to sort of, you know, try to hit the ball really far in yeah. BP and see what happened. And Council and Prince Fielder would say, if you can hit 10 homers in this BP round, we'll give you 50 bucks. <laughs> so they gave Kane a little incentive to try to solve his inner power. And Council had a good line where he said, he looked at David Stern at the GM and he said, no, uh, look, I was ahead of this. Like, in 2010, I was telling guys to hit homers. <laughs> because, of course, that is now you know, what the game is all about. It's, you know, drop and drive. So um, Council was trying to make the point that he was way ahead of this trend in the game. Sounds like Lorenzo Cain owes Craig Council 50 bucks, but that's, that's <laughs> well, another story. Yeah, he can, yeah, he's got a little bit of uh, glue to pass around now. Yes. All right, so you mentioned the team is in the, quote, go-for-it mode, and I think that's obvious to everyone. They they reignited the stove. The stove is brewing. The puns have been playing out all day, Adam. But what it is sending a message to the NL Central, to the Cubs, to the Cards. We saw this. Everyone's writing about it. It, it is sending a pretty strong, loud and clear message, right? Yeah, I think so because I you know, I've talked to you about this, Danny, and, and we've talked about it on this podcast a, a bunch. It's been sort of unclear what David Stearns himself views as the Brewers position in their rebuilding path. Because they had this unexpected, even to them, season last year and they got to within a game of the playoffs, way ahead of schedule. And I think the question going into this winter was you know, is it time to sort of round the corner um, from rebuilding and go for it? Or is it wiser to sort of take a real patient approach, stick with what you've got, let these guys develop one more year, and, and sort of see what you have? Well, you know, I think these moves sort of answered that they are going to jump on this opportunity right now. Um, it was something like $145 million that they're investing in these two players over the next five years. You know, that shows you that they feel like they can compete mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. Um, you know, on the other hand, I think David Stearns is always, just based on the market that he's in charge of, going to make moves for guys that are going to be around for a while, that they feel like can be productive for multiple years. And in Yelich and in Lorenzo Cain, they have players that they think are going to be good for a while. And that makes, you know, so, so it's sort of like, hey, let's go for it, but let's not totally sacrifice the future. And I yeah. think as GM of a, a small market team like this one, uh, you're always going to have to think in those terms. All right, Adam, lastly, I feel like we hear this saying a lot. You're one pitcher away. You're one left-handed batter away from being a real contender for pushing for the World Series. So if you could fill in the blank for me, the Brewers are one or two blanks away from being legitimate World Series contenders. What would you say? Definitely starting pitchers. I mean, that is like, that was their main goal going into the offseason. They have somewhat addressed it. They picked up Jalice Chassin. He's going to be in the rotation, coming off a good year with the Padres. They added Giovanni Gallardo, another old friend, who is more of a more of a flyer, non-guaranteed deal. They can take a look at him in spring training. If not for the rotation, he'll compete for the bullpen. You know, he's sort of a wild card at this point. But the way I look at it, they've got three spots locked up with Chase Anderson, Zach Davies, Jalice Chassin. They have their four spot sort of for Jimmy Nelson, who's ahead of schedule, coming back from shoulder surgery, but still will miss the start of the year. So you plug him in somewhere in the middle of the first half. So that basically means you have one and a half spots in your starting rotation that are open right now. 
look, they have candidates. Junior Gunn is their opening day starter last year. Had a bad year, but it's been a good pitcher the year before. Brandon Woodruff is a top 100 prospect in our MLB pipeline rankings about to come out. He got a little taste in the big leagues last year. They have this guy, Aaron Wilkerson, who has a great backstory. He was stocking the frozen foods department of a grocery store, coming off Tommy John surgery in college, decided to get back into baseball, and here he is kind of on the cusp of the big leagues. Just from a story writing point of view, I'd love for him to get a little bit more in the majors. We saw him at the end of last year. So they have candidates for some of these rotation spots, but you can easily see room for one more established guy. And just the nature of this particular offseason with all these free agent deals lingering, um, there, there's, there's players available. And now all of a sudden with these two outfielders infused, you've got the Brewers in a position where they can spare players from that pool uh, to maybe make a trade. So they have the assets to do it. They have an opening for it. And now maybe they have the motivation to really go hard for it after adding a couple of pretty good players. And all those things sort of add up to make me think that there is a starting pitcher or two still in store for this Brewers team before opening day. All right. Well, one thing we know for certain is there are going to be a lot of butts in those seats come opening day. And I know you're going to be a busy man. So if you haven't any idea of what Adam and I have just talked about, you've got to go to Brewers.com and catch up. Because first of all, Adam's writing is fantastic. And second of all, this this is exactly what everyone in baseball has been waiting for and excited for. So thank you, David Stearns, for giving us exactly <laughs> what we've been waiting for. Um, Adam, I love talking to you and I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Okay, anytime. Anytime for you, Danny. All right. For Adam McAlvey, I'm Danny Wexelman. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.